How do you do? Welcome to our program, Keyboard Immortals Play Again in Stereo. Our program tonight is devoted to the music of Claude Debussy. Probably the most overused word in our language is genius. It is, if I may say so, too often used to designate mere talent. On reflection, most will agree that the term genius should only apply to those few who contributed great originality to some form of human endeavour. Such a man was Claude Debussy, whose works we present tonight. Debussy, like most innovators, encountered bitter opposition to what the conventional musicians of his day called, in their milder moments, heresy. For eleven years, the young Debussy toiled at the Paris Conservatoire, attempting to gain the coveted Prix de Rome, probably the highest musical honour. But his unconventional harmonies, which today seem relatively orthodox, outraged and even infuriated his professors. But fortunately, history has a way of confounding the critics, and Debussy is firmly established as the genius who opened new paths to music and laid the foundation for a new musical age, Impressionism. And, despite the fears of his unimaginative detractors, Debussy exists in our world of music today with the classics the Romantics and Baroque music. For in music as in art, no school, if it has inherent worth, excludes any other. Our first Debussy work is La Soiree dans Grenade, or Evening in Granada. It is a slow, sensuous tango rhythm and is played by keyboard immortal Ernest Schelling, about whom I will give a few biographical details after his performance. Thank you. 
Ernst Schelling, who has just played La Soirée dans Granade, was American-born and served his country with distinction during World War I, reaching the rank of major. Apart from his distinguished career as a piano virtuoso, he will always be remembered with affection for his conducting of children's concert with the New York Philharmonic. Now we are especially pleased to be able to present a performance by Claude Debussy himself. He will play a group of three preludes from the first set of twelve. Although the title prelude is used in general for a short imaginative piece, Debussy wrote his preludes with definite pictures in mind. The first one is the Delphic Dance, based on an ancient Greek ceremonial. Thank you. 
Next, keyboard composer immortal Claude Debussy plays for us one of his most fascinating works, The Sunken Cathedral. It is a musical picture based upon a strange legend, a haunted cathedral that periodically emerges from the sea, only to be engulfed once more when its bells can be heard ghost-like sounding through the surging waters. Thank you. 
The third prelude played by keyboard composer immortal Debussy is Dance of Puck, that mischievous sprite immortalized by Shakespeare in his play Midsummer Night's Dream. Now we present keyboard immortal Rudolf Guntz. This time he plays one of Debussy's most endearing and charming shorter pieces, The Girl with the Flaxen Hair. It conjures up a peaceful sylvan scene complete with shepherd's flute and the girl may be slowly combing her flaxen hair. Rudolf Guntz plays The Girl with the Flaxen Hair.
Fee of Chevaux de Lain, the girl with the flaxen hair, played by keyboard immortal Rudolf Gantz. Next we present keyboard immortal Richard Bulick, another American-born pianist. He made his American debut in Baltimore in 1907, but after one concert, an injured finger compelled cancellation of the tour, and Mr. Bulick returned to Europe. He came back to the United States in 1916, and from that time earned a tremendous reputation, particularly for his authoritative interpretations of the works of Beethoven and Brahms. But to show that he was equally at home with Impressionism, here is keyboard immortal Richard Bulick in a dreamy, contemplative tone picture, Reflections in the Water.
Reflet dans l'eau, Reflections in the Water by Debussy, played by keyboard immortal Richard Bulick. Once more, Claude Debussy himself plays for us one of his wistful, imaginative compositions, D'un carrière d'esquise, from a notebook of exquisite things. Perhaps, as in Beethoven's case, this was a tribute to an immortal beloved. Who knows? Composer immortal Claude Debussy from a notebook of exquisite things. Thank you. 
Listening to Debussy's music in the light of ultra-modern trends of the day, it is difficult to understand why he encountered such bitter opposition. But that has been the fate of every innovator, and Debussy's innovation, considered so daring at the time, directed the course of music into the 20th century, much as the French painters did in art. And now we present the only lady keyboard immortal on our all-Debussy program, Yolanda Meru. She was another of those talented, energetic ladies of the keyboard who enthralled concert audiences everywhere and still found time to help raise great sums of money for charitable purposes. During her concert career, she also appeared with virtually every important orchestra and conductor in most of the capitals of the world. Yolanda Mero plays Debussy's Jardin sous la pluie, The Garden in the Rain.
Debussy's impression of a garden in the rain played by lady keyboard immortal Yolanda Meru. Tonight's programme has the added interest of presenting not only a great composer's works, but hearing him play many of them himself. Debussy as a composer and pianist was highly individual and original, as was Frédéric Chopin. Debussy explored new sonorities and treated the piano not simply as a percussive instrument, but almost as an orchestra. His playing was described by critics of the day as veiled and evoking a sense of mystery. He had, as you have heard tonight, an exquisite and delicate touch, and we are indeed fortunate to be able to present Debussy himself performing one of his best-known works, The Children's Corner. It consists of six shorter pieces and begins with Dr. Gradus at Parnassum, a satire on the stern piano teacher who was such a familiar figure several generations ago. Here is Claude Debussy playing for us Dr. Gradus at Parnassum, number one, from his children's corner. Claude Debussy now plays Jimbo's Lullaby, which is the second number of his children's corner suite.
Claude Debussy now plays the third selection from his suite, The Children's Corner. It is called Serenade for the Dull. Number four is a child's view of a winter scene. The snow is dancing.
Next, Claude Debussy plays for us the fifth of the children's corner suite called The Little Shepherd. Finally, here is that delightful piece of musical whimsy in which Debussy evokes the dance rhythm of a bygone age, the Gollywog's Cakewalk.
It is interesting to note that this set of pieces, the Children's Corner Suite, which Debussy composed over a period of two years, 1906 to 1908, was written for his little daughter, Claude Emma, whom he refers to in the dedication simply as Choo Choo. We do hope that many of our listeners were able to make tape recordings of these delightful pieces of Claude Debussy, The Children's Corner. And they have the added value of having been performed by the great French composer himself. Nothing could be more authentic than that. It's been most rewarding talking about Debussy and his beautiful music and the keyboard immortals whose talents have made this program possible. But time marches on and I must bring tonight's program to a close. Next week we will present the beloved composer, keyboard immortal, Edvard Grieg. Several of the selections will be played by Grieg himself, and we will also present Ella Honas, Raoul Puno, Olga Samaroff, and several others. And so until next Sunday night at the same time, this is Felix Tekola thanking you for listening, and on behalf of Sony Superscope and Mr. Joseph Estushinsky, I bid you au revoir and auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>